This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl, and my guest this week is Dr. Tom DeWitt. Tom is a director of CXM at MSU at Michigan State University. He's the president of CXFM, Michigan's Association of Customer Experience Professionals, and he is a podcast host of the Tom and Bob Show. Dr. Tom DeWitt, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. Not many people call me doctor anymore. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. That was four four years of hard work, uh, or as my mom said, um, you're not a you're not a real doctor. So I'm <laughs> constantly reminded of that. So I'm, I'm thanks, not going to say I'm not going to save anybody's life um, anytime soon. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. So at the very beginning, I ask this 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 question to every single guest, and the first one is: Is what's one thing people might not know about you? They probably don't know about my passion for living and traveling abroad. Um, so okay. I've I've lived in four countries other than the U.S. and I've traveled to over forty different con- countries globally, and wow. um, and that's something that I hold near and dear to my heart because it's that that different perspective and lifting living in a different culture that really, really drives me. And I think even from a CX perspective, it keeps my eyes wide open. So that that would probably be the one. That's cool. So if you could take one last trip, I don't mean to, I I am putting you on the spot. Okay. You can go any of the world. doesn't cost anything else. It's just free for Tom. Where would you go? If you'd asked me a uh, a couple of years ago, it might be something different, but it, it would be back to Cuenca, Ecuador. Um, for So for those people that don't know, Ecuador is where I went in the middle of COVID to escape, to escape COVID, to escape uh, the lack of control that I felt I didn't have in my life anymore. And I lived there for six months in Cuenca, up in the Andes Mountains and, uh, and the historic district. I really think it saved my life um, in many ways, and it uh, and it really helped to solidify my plans for where I'd really like like to live. You know, the kind of environment where you can walk everywhere that you want to go, and there uh, you're surrounded by great restaurants and cafes and and wonderful people. So that Very would cool. be the place. Although you know, I have to say, every place I've traveled in the world, I've enjoyed and and. I've seen new things. And so, um, again, if you'd asked me before I went to Cuenca, I'd have a hard time answering that question. But now yeah. there's Cuenca. Very cool. Well, you are the director of CXM at MSU. Maybe give, for the people that don't know about that, um, maybe give them a quick synopsis of what that is and what that entails and sure. who's involved. Yeah, CXM at MSU is an entity housed in the marketing department at Michigan State University and the Broad College of Business that's dedicated to advancing theory and practice in customer experience management globally. And that's a tall task. It, it begins with creating a legitimate framework for the field and a structure 
really helping to formalize the field and by engaging industry members in what we call our collaborative, which is a group of corporations that have committed to doing the same, advancing the field, working across organizations to share best practices and also share those out through 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 conferences and webinars throughout the year. And I'm really excited to say after a lot of hard work, we'll be launching. We're, we're, we're hoping, hasn't gotten final approval yet from the state, but we're planning to launch the first master's program in customer experience management in North America with an intake of students in the fall of uh, 2022. And it'll be offered completely online, targeting working professionals. So it's a part-time degree. 15 five-week modules that span the whole realm of the skill set to effectively manage the customer experience in a, in a, in a corporation. Um, and it's about 20 months, um, the program, 15 five-week modules. So we're That's really awesome. excited about that. You know, it's kind of a, the final. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of excitement around, about it in the field, and particularly among the 38 companies that are in our collaborative right now. So why is that important? You talked about CXM and MSU. You kind of touched on the master's degree a little bit, and then you kind of touched twice on on the companies. Why is it important to kind of have these these organizations focused on CX? Yeah, I think that's even in many ways, it's more important than the degree itself. Because when you talk to people in the CX community, um, particularly because there hasn't been a, a degree program, when you ask them, how'd you learn? what you, It's over the phone. Right. It's over the phone. It's over Zoom calls. It's on the job um, to a great degree. So it's it's between people across the organization. So what started out initially as an advisory board for the degree, very quickly we realized that not everybody will be able to enroll in the degree and organizations have immediate issues that they they need to address as it relates to customer experience management. So with the collaborative, what we've done with the collaborative is um, we've created six action teams that mirror competencies of areas of competencies and customer experience management. And those action teams are led by, um, co-led by members of our collaborative. And each action team provides roundtable discussions monthly. Um, they help to facilitate the delivery of conference presentations, webinars twice a year, and employee engagement in, in a mentorship program. So, you know, just imagine that you're working in consumer insights or uh, you know, research in a, in a company in the realm of CX. Now you have the opportunity on a regular basis to engage with your peers, not just across companies, but across industries to compare notes. And when you meet people there, you know, you can go log into a platform um, to search for those same people and set a time where you can talk privately over Zoom over issues that you're concerned about. So, you know, the goal here is the members of the collaborative to maximize the participation of their employees in this collaborative. So if you have a department of 30 people and maybe uh, one or two are going through the degree program um, annually. Uh, what about those 28 other people, you know, um, and it's getting them engaged. And so, you know, we're really positioning it, particularly in today's job market, as both a recruiting 
tool and a retention tool and definitely a professional development tool. And we envision that most, if not all of um, the students enrolled in the program from the collaborative will have participated in those action teams. And they probably know some of their classmates. So, you know, how cool is that? Um, it doesn't get any better than that as far as I'm concerned. And what's really fascinating about the collaborative is we have, we have companies that compete with one another daily in the industry they're in, and they all come together in the collaborative under the common umbrella of, of, of serving the customer and setting aside those, that competitive spirit long enough to talk to each other. So that's, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I would I would echo that the people in customer experience are more than willing to help you out. Obviously, they're not going to talk about their trade secrets and pull the curtain pack on on kind of their their secret soup, but they will provide guidance and leadership and best practices. Um, and I think what you touched on is that you have that that degree, but what happens after that? And I think everybody needs that mentor mentee. Uh, uh, relationship so you can bounce ideas off of and you can fail less because you're now learning from others and of what to do and what not to do. So, um, you know, how have you guys seen that relationship on the mentor menteeship? It's in the relative early stages so far. So our focus now is really populating that platform with participants. Um, you know, the nice thing about the platform is it migrates all your LinkedIn data but also providing additional skills so that they can be be searched. So we're we're still waiting. The litmus test is still there. Um, you know, we're we're waiting to see how that's that's gonna you know how it's gonna pan out. But but theoretically, it, it can be really impactful. And I think what's really kind of fascinating is there's going to be different different forms of mentorship. Um, there's going to be like peer mentors, people that work in a similar role, but, you know, maybe different industry. They, you know, they know what you're going through. And then there's going to be people who are, are more well-established, um, have, have been in the trenches a long time. They've accomplished a lot. So, you know, we're expecting people to, um, to form different relationships as a result, a result of that, that, that mentorship tool. So, yeah. That's really cool. So going back to the master's degree, uh, what's the overall goal for maybe enrollment? And, and you said it's going to be online. So um, who's this? Who's a good fit for that? Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much a goal. I, th I think it's, you know, from day one, um, the industry response has been super positive. So it, for me, the challenge is managing the demand, um, man, you know, matching supply to meet the demand. Um, we're, we're going to have three intakes a year, uh, one in the fall, uh, early September, and then another in January and another in May. Um, we're, we're, we want to, we want to be capable of offering two different sections of the same course at every intake so we can meet that demand and try to cap the number of students at around 36. Um, and 36 because uh, what's going to be unique to the program is the whole program is going to be, it, we're going to use team-based learning. So depending upon the, the projects that the students will be doing, this is another unique feature of the degree, is it's going to be pro project-based and it's going to be team-based. So these same collaborative members 
are going to provide not only projects for students to work on, but also case studies or many case studies so that, you know, it's team-based learning for those that don't know. You do all your reading, all your your video watching and all of that um, outside of class. And then you're tested on it before you come in the classroom. So you're ready to play, like I like say, or ready to apply. And then you apply the principles you've learned to, to real life situations, whether that's a project that's come from a collaborative member or it's a, or it's a case study with your team members. Um, I think most projects are going to span over two modules, like two weeks. And then at the end of that project, students will rotate into a new group with different people. So at the end of 15 modules, they probably will have worked with everyone um, twice. And in fact, I'll have to put together some modeling software to manage that process would be interesting. Um, and, you know, we're expecting there will be two hours of synchronous class meetings a week. Um, and, and, and again, with people in, from different parts of the world in different time zones, that's going to be interesting. You know, one of the reasons why we're encouraging this corporate partnership in, in the degree is so that they can provide their employees with that time while they're at work, um, if they have to, to do it. You know, we may have classmates in, in, um, on the East Coast, the West Coast, um, Singapore, uh, the UK at any given time. And if, if we do have multiple sections, we might be able to, you know, organize the, the cohort. So, so nobody, nobody's up in the middle of the night. Um, but I think, you know, what's, what's really exciting about it is, is the opportunity to collaborate and learn from others in different situations. This is not, a thing where you're going to show up and watch a lecture. Um, you know, the, the, the whole point behind team-based learning is the instructor is a facilitator of the learning process. So they're there to introduce different sources of information, have the students go out and get different information, get the students that share it with one another, and it's about different perspectives. Um, so the hope is that students will have the opportunity to work with people that are in different roles in CX and different cultures, you know, to understand, well, how do you do things in Hungary or how do you do things in South Africa as opposed or in Singapore as opposed to, to the East Coast? So to me, that's a really exciting thing about the degree. It's going to be very practical. It's going to be very applied. Um, you know, you can imagine, the, you know, I'm just thinking about what the alumni base coming out of the degree is going to be like. That's going to be phenomenal. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, no, I think there is plenty of excitement around the degree, specifically the master's degree, and just continuing to uh, grow that. And, you know, what? but you sold me, uh, but let's say that 
there's a the VP of CX. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I I don't know who is the right fit. Is it somebody who's mm-hmm. at the very beginning of mm-hmm. their life in CX and they came from marketing? Is it somebody who's got five, six, seven years of CX and they're they're on or they they've come from the user experience side or they're focused on metrics or in the contact center? Like who who specifically Tom is is the right fit or is it a little bit of everybody? Yeah, that's a really good question because it's interesting when you start talking about the VP of CX. What's really surprised me a little bit is that many of those same people told me they want to be the first person from their organization in the degree. And so I think to a great extent, a master's degree in customer experience management, it helps to legitimize that role in the organization. So now if you're a CXO, and you have a master's degree, uh, you know, MSCXM from MS, MSU, that's going to mean something. So, I, uh, you know, in talking to them, I think it, it both legitimizes their role and it helps to fill out their skill set. I think the, ma- the vast majority of people, though, that participate, um, they're probably going to be as highly skilled in one or two of the modules as the instructors are. You know, what I've what I've heard and what you've probably heard um, in talking to people in the CX field is CX is fragmented. It's fragmented, and I found it's fragmented in two ways. One, the skill sets in the organization. Very few people have a comprehensive skill set because they come from such diverse backgrounds. Um, and then also fragmented in how organizations view CX in their operation. You know, it's been shocking to me on occasion to come across organizations where CX is the call center. You know, that's a place where people to go, people go when they've had a bad experience. Or it's, it's just in market research or consumer insights as opposed to across the organization. So I, I really think, um, you know, uh, the, the students from the collaborative are going to be, are going to be people that the organization wants to invest in. They want to see them with a company in five or 10 years. They want them to move outside of just their their role. You know, you brought up UX, maybe they're a UX designer or UX researcher. They want them to see more. And one thing that actually came out in our individual research, we did a couple, we we did a research study a couple years ago, and we researched companies on their interest and demand for the degree and individuals. And what was fascinating is we found an equal interest and demand um, in the degree from people in customer success, from UX and CX. So I think there are people there that want to move maybe both laterally and horizontally in their organization. And what we're really positioning the degree as uh, for for organizations is it's an opportunity um to look at the development plan for the employees that you want to keep around um, and, and discussing how is the degree going to help them to do that and, um, and whether they're fully funding the degree for their employees or, you know, they're promoting tuition reimbursement um, to make that collaborative membership and enrollment in the degree, part of that person's development with a view towards keeping them. Um, because I think what's, what's interesting to me 
you know, is when I come across organizations that don't offer tuition reimbursement or they or to be determined. Um, these are the same companies that keep telling people, you know, it's five times, it costs you five times as much to get a new customer as it does to keep one that you have. Well, why doesn't that apply to your own employees? How much does it cost you to get a new new employee? Is it $10,000? Is it $20,000? Um, how much would it cost you to keep the ones you, you have um, while taking advantage of tuition reimbursement at the same time? Um, to make sure they're enrolled in the degree. In well, fact, Tom, we're not find- talking about that. We're not talking about yep. that. We're talking about customer experience. I don't know why you're trying to ruffle the feathers of these people. No, I'm t- completely kidding. I do think it's very important, right? Because uh, cu- employee experience does equal customer experience. And so how do you... Well, that's what we keep saying. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what we keep saying. But then, you know, we're investing so much time and effort on recruitment and people are jumping ship. Yeah. They're switching companies. Um, are they really? You know, um, are they, are they really focused on? So I, I want it to be a wake up moment for them to really think about that, you know, and that cost has gone up because the market's hotter than ever right now, right? There's, there's a shortage across the in- industry. Um, I, yeah. So That's I know that was a long answer to your question, but no, you're good. You're good. And I think it, it's important because, you know, you want to be very detailed of, of the importance of it and who's the right fit. Because you don't want people who are maybe uncertain or are not the right fit to apply. And obviously they can apply, but you want to make sure that everybody who's coming in, those 36 people that are showing up, are ready to work and understand the goal of the of the degree. But, you know, kudos to you for putting this together. I know uh, the conversations that we've had, it's a ton of work and, you know, still more to go. But, you know, best of luck getting this thing up and going and, and getting those people, the success and the brand that's coming out. Um, on what you're doing. So, you know, I, I wrap up every podcast with, yeah. So I wrap up every podcast with two questions. And the first one is, is if you could leave or if uh, what book or person in customer service or customer experience has influenced you the most in the past year. So I'll pause there. Uh, clued in with Lou Carbone. Lou wrote the book in 2004. It inspired me back then because he helped build a structure around understanding the customer experience and designing the customer experience. And um, it was a little over a year ago that Lou reached out to me through LinkedIn um, out of the blue. Um, His book was on my bookshelf, not 10 feet away. And he wanted to talk about the degree um, because we were researching them. And I took a quick snapshot of the cover of that book and I sent it back to him and, um, and, and shared with him how he really inspired me to get in the field. But it's been the past year where I, you know, Lou and I meet every week for an hour and we just talk. Sometimes it's about CX, sometimes it's not. Um, but his rich history, uh, you know, he's one of the founding fathers of CX. Um, he's had incredible experiences in helping organizations to imp- improve their customer experience. So he's really been my sounding board and he's going to be one of the instructors in the degree. Um, you know, that's the other thing we really didn't talk about as a faculty, uh, but it's going to be a really rich combination of both academics and practitioners, including people like Lou. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep a little bit behind the curtain so that they are hungry enough to reach out to you and say, how do I get started outside of Lou? who else is involved? So, uh, yeah, but, but show, Lou's great. Yeah. Lou, Lou is great. 
had some great conversations with him as well. Uh, so then the second question is, if you could leave a note to all customer service and customer experience professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., what would it say? Find out what your employees are passionate about and why they get up every morning to come to work. You know, help them find their their purpose and meaning behind their work. Help them to understand how ultimately their actions impact the customer. You know, we talk about leadership, but I always think leadership is something people tend to put up. You know, I'm too busy to deal with that right now. We get so caught up in, in our daily task. Um, you know, we, we talk about EX equaling CX, but do people really practice it on a daily basis? You know, if you ask most people out there, you know, do you understand what motivates the people that work with you, what they're passionate about, how they find meaning in their job? Um, we know that about ourselves, right? Or we're trying to figure that out. But what are we doing to help our own employees to, to figure that out? So that would be my note. Very cool. So if somebody is saying, I've heard enough, I need to get a hold of Tom or I need to get a hold of, find, learn more about this master's degree, where do they go? They can come straight to me through, through LinkedIn. Um, so my LinkedIn profile is there. I'm easy to find. Uh, feel free to message me. Or they can email me at D-E-W-I-T-T. TH at msu.edu. And I'd be happy to set up a Zoom session to chat with them. I love it. Tom, I've had a blast. I always enjoy our conversations on or off record. And I'm looking forward to the next one. And best of luck in this master's degree and success that you'll have here in the future. Thanks. Thanks. Looking forward to reporting on their success, on its success. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing it with them by giving them a link of this episode or directly from your app. And last, if you'd like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, go to press1fornick.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.